Welcome back, everybody. This is season four, episode two, and we are absolutely thrilled to have our first guest of the season on with our Rise with Dina and Becca podcast. Miss Ava Ashe is here with us today. Kai, welcome to our podcast. I'm sorry, Hi. Ava Ashe. Just that name has got me like all hot and bothered over here. I mean, great name. It, it's appropriate given what we're going to be talking about today. Ava, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me on. Already, even the voice, you guys. I know. Can you even believe it? And so, y'all don't know this yet, but she's going to rub our bodies down after this recording because <laughs> not only is she, as you're about to introduce what she does, but she is an incredibly gifted uh, time, time masseuse. <laughs> so this, this week's episode, we're so freaking stoked about because this could possibly be one of our absolute favorite subject matters, which is, yeah, it is. sex. <laughs> um, and Ava, you are a sex and pleasure expert. Can you elaborate a little bit more on um, kind of that avenue that you do? Because I know there's a lot that you do. So we were gonna dive into that in this episode. So please tell our listeners. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so I am an authentic Tantra practitioner and a transformational therapy practitioner, which is a type of hypnotherapy. So I take both of these beautiful therapies and transform people's sex lives to have fulfilling, beautiful, wonderful sex and also holistically heal. I'm, I'm, I'm sold. I actually, that's it. That's the end of the podcast, you guys. That's all you need to know. Um, well, we were really, we, we were introduced to you by a mutual friend. And yeah, we got to shout her out. Shelby, Shelby, thank you. And I just remember before we met, not to interject, but we were like, her bathing suit was so fucking cute. So cute. And we're like, we need to get to know this woman better. I know, because your cheeks are out and they looked fantastic. And what's oh, our motto, you guys? Get your ass, get your ass, out. ass out. So, so one of the main things that I, that I guess is like our, our, our header is what is Tantra mm -hmm. and kind of, if you can elaborate on that and kind of what pulled you to it and what exactly it is that, you know, you do for your clients. Yeah. yeah. Great question. <laughs> I'm going to start by just telling you a little bit of my background and my story Love and how it. I fell into um, teaching lineage-based Tantra um, for for holistic and sexual healing. Um, so basically, after high school, fresh out of high school, I, um, you know, through my childhood, I really felt that there was something more to pleasure and more to sex. And I was going in the realm of yoga. So I went to India where I thought, you know, it's like the birthplace right. of enlightenment, right? So I traveled to India and very soon after I arrived in that space, um, my questions about where our sexual pleasure and where um, pleasure in general within our bodies, because in yoga, we're obviously using our bodies where that fell in. Right. Mm -hmm. And my answers really, or my questions really went unanswered um, in, in that realm. And it was a little disappointing. It still felt like there was this aspect of me feeling, being fully human, um, that was not being expressed to the fullest capacity and to the fullest extent that it could be. Um, so as I, you know, through the years, um, those answers for me also went, you know, unanswered. And, um, I would read, you know, books about Tantra and it was usually just about like sex positions, right? Yeah, yeah that's all I really yeah, know about there's, it. Yeah, I, I know <laughs> like, like Sting and his wife do it or whatever. Oh, really? I guess that's all I knew of Tantra was that Sting and his wife were like these Tantra masters. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, all, that's, that's the he first time I heard of it. I wonder if they do it to his music. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
great music. It is yes. pretty hot, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, we, do we take a lot of tangents. We do, we do yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> it really pulls you in. Um, so anyways, my answer to what the fuck Tantra was <laughs> really like went, it, it, it really wasn't being answered. Okay. And um, did you have expectations as to what you thought it was going to be? Is well, that- I knew that there was, there was a spiritual capacity through uh-huh. sex that I was not exploring because I didn't have the tools and I didn't know yeah. how, mm-hmm. but I had moments of that seemingly unexplainable, um, bliss mm-hmm. or, or Euphoria. ecstasy, right. Yeah. Through, mm-hmm. through sex. Right. And I wanted to know what that was all about mm-hmm. basically. Um, and, you know, and especially in a place like India, it can be very sexually repressing, right? Um, which in my opinion also creates a lot of sexual um, um, like, over-sexualization because mm-hmm. of the repression. But anyways, um, as I, you know, got home and I, I was moving to Florida and I became a stripper for quite a while. You mentioning um, that, yeah. Yeah, so I was a stripper in, in South Florida for a little bit. And um, that was how I explored this eroticism and this um, sexual energy that I was so curious about. And I learned a lot in that space. Um, but again, it wasn't the full, the fullness. It wasn't the full truth of, yeah. you know, claiming that in, in a holistic way and mm-hmm. a healthy, tangible way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, very soon I fell out of that. Um, and I found the Institute of Authentic Tantra and I started to fall into becoming a, um, t- a tantrika or a Tibetan Buddhist tantrika. Um, is so, that uh, facility here in South Florida? That's you had to travel somewhere for that. No, I. This is not in South Florida. They do this all over the world. Right. Um, so it was mostly online through the institute. Oh, okay. Um, but in the meantime, I also became a transformational therapy practitioner, and um, I mean that just exploded my world when it comes to sex, sex and pleasure. You Good know, words exploded. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah that's a little bit of my story um and how long have you been now practicing um it's been only a few months since I graduated from the Institute of Authentic Tantra and um yeah we'll get into that juiciness of my offerings in a while yeah um Dini you want to take this next question I feel like it's so appropriate to what you teach yeah and what and also what I was just talking about too because I feel like um you know obviously in yoga, there's the seven chakras. And Mm -hmm. I will say that, you know, I'm not super well-versed on um, this aspect of yoga, but um, I do know a lot about the root chakra and, um, you know, how it's super important to be really in tune with that, especially as a woman, but you're such an expert in that realm. So can you explain a little bit more about what it is and how we can tap into it? Yeah. So in um, Tibetan Buddhist Tantra, um, we actually use the elemental system. So that root chakra that you're describing is, um, the fire element. It'd be called the fire element point or the fire element, um, energy center. Um, and it's a little bit different than maybe the, the Hindu or Vedic system that we normally hear about the seven chakra system, because, um, we're using the energy body. We're not necessarily aligning them against the spine and all Mm, that. So I was going to ask like, where is it exactly? Yeah. So it's through the central channel. Um, and there's, a bunch of reasons why we use the central channel. There's um, some more mystical reasons of like it actually 
um, moves with us lifetime to lifetime. So any, all the work that we do within the central channel, it, you know, our consciousness goes into our next body through our next lifetime. But um, that fire element point is um, responsible for our magnetizing, you know, the magnetization of what we're attracting into our life. Um, it also, it, it dictates orgasm. It dictates, um, you know, the sexual function of the sexual reproductive organs. Um, it also represents passion. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a lot, a lot there. So when I move into the space of, um, if I'm working with a client, you, we always start with the fire element point because obviously we're um, using our sexual energy, um, but there can also be blockages that we're not aware of mm -hmm. within the sex center, which is going to um, affect all of the other energy centers. So we right. work from the bottom up. Okay. Um, and then from that space, we're able to start to dissolve these obscurations um, within the energy great body, within the energy body, right in that, that will then facilitate the healing for the physical body okay. for things like sexual dysfunction, low libido and things like that. Mm. And then it spirals outward into more of this wisdom, the, the qualities and wisdom of whatever element you're working with, mm -hmm. um, that then obviously affects how you're, how transformational your life becomes and all sorts of things so it's yeah. so fascinating it, it, it reminds me you know in my own practice how if this is similar you can tell me if it isn't but you just really need to get grounded mm -hmm. in whatever it is you know and if you're not grounded I guess with your sexual self then how can it spiral into all these other incredible realms right so it kind of right. makes sense to start with yeah you know that the base if yeah. you will and if yeah. it is blocked with stress or something else then you're not going to be able yeah. to to even get out of that base to yeah. get to the other things. Yeah. And you mentioned libido as part of this like root chakra thing. And we've talked about this before, these ebbs and flows of our own sex drives. And mm -hmm. um, I feel like a lot of women, especially can have these highs and lows when it comes to their libido. And it, yeah. sometimes it's really on and sometimes it's not there at all. And um, like, is this something that if it's not tapped into if that root chakra isn't open and, and flowing can you like lose your sex drive I mean is this something you know what I, I don't think you have to worry it's still my heart I know I'm good I'm good <laughs> yeah there's a few things there um just because you're not as turned on one week than you are the other doesn't mm -hmm. mean anything is wrong um but if it comes to the point where you want to be more turned on you want to have more sex but your mind or your body is just like not on board, yeah. then that is telling me it's more of a subconscious thing where mm -hmm. there's something going on in terms of trauma or subconscious beliefs and patterns that maybe are preventing you from experiencing the fullness of your libido mm -hmm. and, you know, more fulfilling sex. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think a lot of, I mean, I know for me personally in my life when I've not been able to like get turned on it's because I was in my head yeah you know it wasn't yeah. because physically I it, I could even be physically like stimulated right I don't I'm not feeling that feeling you know yeah so. and that's super common for men with sexual dysfunctions mm. like premature ejaculation and things like that where it's a totally 
different, it's a disconnect from what's going on in the body and what's happening mm, in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and things can also can be like guilt, shame, again, like patterns that are arising unknowingly that are in really deeply yeah. ingrained in the subconscious that really affects us. Um, not only how much pleasure we're experiencing, but how deep we can go within, within the pleasure right? So mm-hmm. how, how we can harness the deeper, that. The better. Yeah. The deeper, the better <laughs> for sure. Let's be real. But it is yeah. really interesting because I feel like I've lived this really high and low lately in my life where I was always like, so sexually hungry for any type of pleasure mm-hmm. and I would seek it out and I would get it. Yeah. And then it got out of control to the point where I literally was like, I have to, I need to take a step back for my own sake, mm-hmm. because it almost felt like she was controlling everything else. And I couldn't even like find my own path because I was so distracted by like being so horny and not knowing where to channel that energy. You know, I remember when we talked about it and it kind of blew my mind when you said you had like self-imposed chastity, if you will, for I think seven months. I did two stints of seven months. So it was 14 months in all together with a, I did have a relationship in between. Um, so, but after he and I broke up, it was another I chose that for myself, but then on the flip side of that, I felt like I never was turned on yeah. on my own. At yeah. least. Like obviously if I was yeah. with a partner, I would never really had a trouble, yeah. but before I was like, yeah. felt like I was horny all the time. And then mm-hmm. when I kind of took that little step back, I was like, oh shit, like I'm not horny ever. Yeah. I think it's about finding that balance of yeah. like you, you want to have a sexually fulfilling life in a way that's still filling you up and not draining you. Right. Yeah. And, and also being responsible for your own pleasure. If we are constantly seeking that from our partners Mm -hmm. or someone outside of us, we're literally giving that power away to somebody else saying you're responsible for my pleasure. You can do whatever you want with it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that is not okay. That is not being a sexually sovereign human being. Um, and our sexual sovereignty is what makes us fully human. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't think that extremes to any extent are are the answer like Mm -hmm. you know if we're having so much sex where it's affecting um where our concentration is going during the day or if we're not having sex at all and like you know it just it becomes something where we just totally numb out there's a disconnect either way right there's something subconscious going on either way that you're not getting to the root of Yeah. And I think to your point too, and I've experienced this in past relationships, like if you're putting too much pressure on your partner to fulfill you sexually, they're going to probably eventually like resent you and Mm want to do the opposite, or at least in in my experience, that was a struggle that I have had. Um, And then once you kind of, at least for me, go down that path, it's hard to get out of it because it's now a thing. You've made it a thing. You've made it an issue. We made it like an expectation, if you will. And I feel like it just really killed desire for me. Do you think that having a conversation with your partner about what you want and what you desire is a helpful tool? Or do you Mm. think that that can Mm -hmm. backfire? Mm. That's so funny that you asked that because I literally was writing about that on my way here. Really? Um, Yeah. So really interesting. Um, Desire is tricky because desire really begins with um, knowing what you're desiring, right? So if you, again, if you're putting all of that pressure on your partner or somebody else to fulfill your desires without you actually knowing what that desire is in the first place, you might need to do some self-pleasure, some self-exploration when it comes to your own sovereignty in that area. Um, obviously voicing your desires is so needed and so beautiful. 
It doesn't always have to be with a partner. It can also be with yourself, giving yourself permission to do X, Y, Z or receive X, Y, Z from yourself. Right. Yeah. So that's a great way to start. Um, but to be honest, having too much conversation outside of the pleasure and sex with your partner about what you're desiring can also be kind of a turnoff because it becomes a bit dry. It becomes like, this is what I need. Right. And you, you know, like this is what I'm desiring. And I mean, we can do it in more playful ways, but usually yeah. it's not like sitting down on the couch face so to face serious, and right? being yeah. really serious yeah. about it because that takes the spontaneity That's out right. of sex. And when you take the spontaneity and plainness, playfulness out yeah. of sex, what happens is it kind of kills the mood. Yeah, right? completely. So absolutely talk about it, but find creative, playful ways oh. to invite that or invite your partner into that, right? Yeah. Make so then it, maybe that's with like toys. Yeah. Like, I mean, it can do it. Yes, absolutely. It can be with new toys, new lubes, just yeah. saying, I bought this, like, let's try it out, <laughs> right. you know? Dressing up. Right. Like one thing I wanted to mention really quick is we had a guest on, um, her name's Christy Pace, and she, we, she talked about the importance of fun in life in general. And we're, mm-hmm. it was all, our episode was all about therapy. Um, and one of my favorite quotes of all time is play is, play is the highest form of research by Einstein. And mm-hmm. like, I really try to infuse playfulness into my yoga practice, into the classes that I teach, because I, I feel the same. I feel like, you know, I've been turned off in yoga classes when it's too serious, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes that level of, you know, excitement, like you said, and spontaneity out of it. So I think that's so important. And I think, you know, the moment you start to let things get routine, like, listen, y'all do whatever you want. But for me personally, like when people are like, so we have date night every Tuesday night and I get it if you have kids and like you have limited time, but it's like, to me, if, if my partner was like, tonight's our date night, it like, I just, I feel like over time it, it would lose sexy. its allure. Yeah. It's too scheduled. It's, it's like, it's like a business. Like grab yeah. me when I'm baking cookies yeah. and like right. rub up against right. me, like out of the blue. Little you know? things, yeah. little things. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is like, the playfulness is what draws you in. It makes you curious about what Mm. your partner's experiencing, especially if you're already sexually sovereign and fulfilling a lot of your own needs yourself, right? Self-pleasure in relationship is a necessity. So if there is shame or guilt surrounding self-pleasure in a relationship, if you have to ask your partner if you can self-pleasure or let them know exactly it is what you're doing, or they shame you for doing it. Yeah. That's a really big red flag. Mm-hmm. And maybe mm-hmm. that's something that you can talk about and dive a little deeper into. Because in my relationship, I'm excited when my partner says that he's self-pleasuring and he's doing X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. Makes me excited about what he's experiencing, what's unfolding for him that right. he can then bring into our sexual experience, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that's a really, really important important aspect to your relationship. So that's where I would start with is literally self-pleasure in new ways, right? Don't just go straight for your clit. Don't just use a vibrator. Let's talk about that because we we always mention the fabulous vibrator that we love and we use religiously in this house. And and you walked into like a high sex energy apartment lately. So there's been a lot of closed doors. (laughs) We don't usually close our doors, but when they're closed, oh my God, when your door was closed the other day, I knew it. I never closed my door. I know. So when I walked in, it was closed. I'm doing something. And then I remember this is (laughs) is a few weeks ago, but you're in the shower. I'm sure with 
your empress too. And I heard a sound and I asked you about it. I was like, I heard a sound. And you're like, yeah, I was. <laughs> it came out, I made a vocal sound. You couldn't, you couldn't contain yourself, which I think is so amazing. And like, I remember the first times that happened to me when I was masturbating and I was like, I couldn't control it. Yeah. I'm like, it just, a sound came out. And like, now sometimes other things come out. And I know, <laughs> I'm just like, this is fucking great. You know, and but, I'm not ashamed of it, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, this is what my body wants to express. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like, if you were to hear, you wouldn't give a fuck. No, I wouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> I will yeah. say I have gotten um, pretty l- reliant upon my vibrators because mm. it's so fast it's and it's so, so efficient and it yeah. feels so great. And yeah. so mm-hmm. it's very rare that I'm going downtown with my hand mm. to like explore things. Yeah. I mean, I do it every once in a while, but I don't usually finish because I know my vibrator is right in my bedside drawer. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to use that instead. So do you have any suggestions as to like, like should you mix it up? Could or, mix it up yeah. or like, is it using a vibrator like all the time? Is that going to be bad in the end or? Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, great question. Well, I guess it's like, what is your intention? If you are really craving to um, accentuate your <laughs> sexual orgasmic capacity using the same vibrator or the same method every time is not going to get you there. Mm. Um, it also creates this neural pathway, right? Because yeah. you know that the know vibrator is there, you know exactly what it's going to feel like, mm-hmm. and it feels safe. Yeah. I think that's a big part. When we start to explore our um, sexual capacity, sometimes it can feel a little vulnerable, right? Yeah. yeah. Now I do suggest to use your hands as much as you can, because you're feeling the skin, you're feeling Mm -hmm. the sensations. You're not just going straight for one area. You're massaging the entire vulva, for example, right? It's the same for men too, right? Instead of just going really, really quick for that happy ending to actually (laughs) accentuate the, um, elongate the the, the experience the experience yeah, yeah. yeah. Even like you know touching your your breast I do well. I, I actually you know do like they're my... so sensitive you know yeah. sometimes like if somebody touches them and does other things long enough to them like I almost feel like I can orgasm from that yeah that's a you type know? of orgasm wow you can have nipple orgasm stimulation wait yeah. can we t- so we have it on here that there are <laughs> many orgasm you said there was 15 this. orgasmic types orgasm over types. 15 wow um that I'm you guys get your pen and paper up immediately. I feel like I need to also. This is going to be a key takeaway. So, because obviously <laughs> we, we, we watched the documentary, The Principles of Pleasure, and they talked so much about clitoral stimulation yeah. and how like yeah. 80% of orgasms are through the clit and yeah. not many are happening by like penetration. penetration. Yeah. yeah. So that's definitely true for the majority of women or people who have yonis. Um, what I think that documentary fails to mention is that if you're not experiencing other forms of orgasm, more than likely it's because you feel safe with that one type of orgasm. Mm-hmm. And that's just what, you know, mm-hmm. or there's a, something deeper there where parts of um, your genitals are actually numb, irritated, mm. feeling painful with touch or penetration, whether with a partner or with a toy, because there's some blockages there. There's some wow. um, trauma being stored in the actual physical tissues within the genitals. Um, so there's a lot there. I mean, especially when we talk about the G spot, Mm -hmm. that is one area that holds a lot of emotion, Mm. unexpressed emotion, a lot of trauma. Wow. And in Tibetan Buddhist Tantra, we actually believe that the genitals store memories from our past lives. So there's a lot there to work with when we talk 
in terms of um, sexual pleasure and, and, and touch. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, right. If something doesn't feel good, you're going to avoid it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now Tantra is starting to layer what does feel good into what is now, what is feeling um, numb, irritated, or maybe slightly painful. We can layer pleasure on top to start unlocking and dissolving the barriers that are there. Thus, it's going to expand your pleasure capacity, orgasmic capacity, right? So we can start having blended orgasms. We can have nipple orgasm. We Mm -hmm. can have um, G-spot orgasm, A-spot orgasm, P-spot orgasm, anal orgasm. The blockages if we haven't experienced these other types of orgasms before, is this something that working with a specialist like you will do? Yes. So I would highly recommend working with someone who does incorporate energy body work within um, whatever tools that they're giving you in terms of your sexual pleasure, okay. um, because that is the most important component. Like for working, working with someone like me, we're going to use um, the energy body through the Tibetan five elemental practices, but also we're incorporating the subconscious reprogramming through mm-hmm. hypnotherapy. So mm-hmm. you get the best of both worlds mm-hmm. here. Yeah, wow. So what happens is when we start to layer these methods on top of one another through a consistent, a consistent practice. Um, it, I mean, you start to dissolve these obscurations, right? Which in turn starts to rewire the nervous system, mm. which starts to rebuild and repair the DNA it can change our, our DNA structure. Wow. Pleasure has the possibility of doing that. And from that space, what we're going to connect to is something really profound. Mm-hmm. It's our inner wisdom. It's our God self. It's um, our Buddha nature, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, you're starting to connect with something really profound and a lot deeper than um, you can really put into words, right? And it doesn't mean that you're going to get to that point and never fall back into feeling any type of numbness, pain, or irritation in your genitals. It just means that now you have the tools in order to um, very slowly, gently work through that in a way that feels good. Mm-hmm. And then you always have those tools forever. You start to mm-hmm. get a little bit further, peel back another layer to start experiencing the fullness of this pleasure capacity that we all have. We are wired for it, right? Right. I think it comes a lot with education, like back to the circling, because I'm very interested to know about yeah. these 15, yeah, you don't yeah. have to name all 15, yeah. but if, you know, some of the highlights of, yeah. you know, the, because, you know, I, I always just feel like there's one main type of, actually, there's two for me that like, uh-huh. really I can have and know that like, okay, like I, I'm, I feel like fully fulfilled, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but that's not to say that there aren't like these other like mini ones that you could have along the ride, right. Mm-hmm. That are also just so amazing. So please, please share. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that it starts by saying to start redefining what orgasm means to you. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is for men and women, um, where, right. We only believe that this big peak bang moment is what orgasm is. And that's not true Yeah, because now what we're doing is chasing that every single time. And if we don't have that, we feel let down. We don't feel like it must've been, it wasn't good sex. Right. right? And that is not true. That is not what your pleasure wants you to believe. Right. So as we start to come into more of this 
your pleasure capacity, right? You can experience G-spot orgasm, for example. That's on the anterior side of the vagina. And that is a, um, it feels like the roof of your mouth. It's kind of rigid, right? And um, another way to really activate the G-spot is actually not with friction. That can actually hmm. irritate the G-spot. Um, it's pressure. So okay. gently pressing and releasing, pressing and releasing. You can also get a wand tool, um, which is great. Um, and yeah, so there's just simple things. You're right about education where we don't know how the actual erectile tissue even reacts with different types of um, sensation and yeah. different types of pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. So that's um, a question that I see even, um, I belong to some groups on Facebook, for example, about like sacred sexuality and things. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a few people that will message in there about um, the G-spot, for example, right? And I always say that we need to yeah, we need to learn how to actually mm -hmm. activate these spaces before yeah. we just top it off to being like not there or yeah. something's wrong with me right. or it doesn't exist, right? Your your body is capable of experiencing all of these. So um, yeah, pressure is the best for the for the G spot. Um, and and then we have the deeper layers of the vagina, like the A spot, which never is heard of this. me either. A spot can be a really sensitive area. It's not as deep as the cervix. It's okay. the anterior side of the vagina. Okay. And that can be really sensitive area too. Um, for myself, it reacts very well when you're way more engorged. So mm. Remember, ladies, that it takes 25 to 45 minutes to become fully engorged. So if you wow. are just like grabbing your toy and getting off within 10 minutes, right, that's not a bad thing, but you're missing out on all the other flavors of what you can be experiencing. Yeah. You can experience whole body orgasms, right? Wow. You can experience blended orgasm, like nipple, clitoral, G-spot orgasm, right? Mm -hmm. So you can experience all these different types. Um, the anus is incredibly pleasurable, mm -hmm. right? So we wouldn't have all of this, um, we wouldn't have all these nerve endings in the genitals um, if if you weren't supposed to be experiencing it, <laughs> yeah, right? right, right. <laughs> so even that's... kissing, like sometimes I feel like from really good kissing sessions, like, yeah, I yeah. can almost get off yeah, you know yeah, yeah maybe so. you feel like a little shiver like a ripple yeah. right that's <laughs> orgasm and like kissing like even kissing My different ears. parts your ears yeah. like the back and of the neck, neck yeah and... incorporating all the erogenous zones yeah yeah 100% we've talked about this in a previous episode but I had a lover once who was obsessed with like putting my feet in his mouth. And at first I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. And the moment he did it, I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> like, yeah, stick my whole foot in there. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. And I would have like, I guess I didn't allow myself to go fully into an orgasm because I didn't really know that I could be experiencing these types mm. of orgasms through yeah. other parts of my body. Through the mouth too. The mouth has so many nerve endings. Yeah. So it makes sense. He like wants to put different parts of your body in his mouth because it feels good on the yeah. tongue. And like, wow. yeah. So, and, and the hands are another one, like really taking your partner or your own hand and like feeling your hands, mm. right? Yeah. Normally, what do we, how do we use our hands is 
to work, right? We're either mm -hmm. like writing, using the computer, our phones, right? Um, lifting weights, whatever. Mm -hmm. We don't experience yeah. our hands as being like this pleasurable thing, right? So but but it has so, most, it has so many nerves. Right, yeah. and I just find yeah. like, like I love this feeling of like somebody yeah. just doing like- I was just thinking that. Like I was literally getting turned on thinking of someone yeah, just right? like brushing their fingers lightly It's like one of my favorite my things. Yeah. That, that light touch. Or even your hair. Oh, get like out of Like someone here. touching your hair. Get out of here. Like not pulling it necessarily. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Like I prefer like a light, you know, light stroke. Like it gives you, you the goosebump <laughs> feeling. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like we talk about this all the time, how sometimes, you know, partners just want to go for like the hard, fast jackhammer. And mm -hmm. again, there's a time and a place for that yeah. also. But to your point, if you're not at that 25 to 30 minute point where you're like, mm -hmm. leave gorge. Yeah. You know, it's not going to feel the same, yeah. right? Then if you work up to it. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And like, especially for women, those deeper parts, like the cervix, mm -hmm. you can have, um, you can have cervical orgasms where it lights up your entire vaginal canal, the entire cervix. And even wow. beyond that, you can feel it up into your body. And so how do we achieve yeah, what position? Yeah, Tell what us do. Tell us <laughs> okay. something we can do by ourselves. Cause like, I don't have a lover. Don't, don't you sometimes feel like you get nervous. It's going to go too deep, you know? Like, well, I have been, I have, you've experienced I've that. Experienced yeah. quite large penises and I'm not mad about it I actually like think that they're fantastic and I'm like this like a kid in a candy store but I will say I will say and actually to your point about things in your mouth I think that's why I really enjoy oral sex I love giving it because it feels great in my mouth anyway yeah, absolutely. I but I have experienced quite a bit of pain with some some partners yeah. because it's yeah. certain angles just yeah I, I'm like oh that it actually doesn't feel good at all for me yeah and that's when I was like oh did it hit my cervix right like is it hurting me something? right you know? so if you're not fully engorged and it's hitting your cervix that's going to be extremely painful okay. so and you have to know your own body and your partner yeah. um, as well knowing when to read like okay the juices are really flowing mm -hmm. and um, I'm feeling really engorged. Like you can really go deep. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're not feeling that turned on, I mean, if you're not feeling that engorged yet, maybe you're just telling your partner, Hey, like, don't go that deep yet. Mm -hmm. Right. Like mm -hmm. this feels really good. You're like on my G spot, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit of a spot, but don't go all the way back to my cervix just mm -hmm. yet. So knowing where those points are incredibly important in terms of anatomy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And having your partner learn too, vice versa for men. Like you have all these other, um, types of orgasm you can experience too over different over, um, 10 or 11 different kinds. So well, that's one place where we have a leg up then at least women have 15, <laughs> <Seriously>. right? <laughs> right. I know, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, I heard men have a G spot as well. And you know, I don't have the experience with there's that. There's homologous, yeah. yeah. So like the, I believe the G spot is homologous to the the um, the tip of the penis. Okay. Um, they have the same type of um, erectile tissue, I believe. Um, so yes, there's definitely similarities. Mm. Um, and what I was, what was I talking about a second ago? Cervical. The cervical orgasm and pain. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the pain or irritation or numbness can also be another indicator of some kind of block or some okay. kind of um, stagnation mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. um, in the genitals. Because again, we're storing trauma in those tissues, right? Okay. Um, so if you notice like you're super turned on and then all of a sudden you start to feel irritated or pain 
a lot of it can be emotional too. Mm -hmm. Emotions can come up like irritation or anger, anxiety, sadness, right? To just gently say like, Hey, to your partner, this is what I'm experiencing. Can we just slow down? Mm -hmm. Can we stop just for a moment? Can we breathe? Um, And that's going to allow you to start to layer pleasure back on Mm -hmm. top. So you can start to dissolve whatever you're experiencing. The worst thing you can do is just shovel it down and not say anything Yeah, Yeah. Um, because it's just going to re-traumatize the area. Um, And also we want to be able to let those emotions or whatever wants to be expressed to come up and out. The, um, I want to, yeah. I had a couple, uh, one of somebody who I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, there were times where I would have a very, very intense orgasm and would burst into tears, absolutely, wow. like yeah. sobbing. And it's like, I don't know why this is happening, but absolutely. it ha- happened yeah. quite a bit with, uh, with, it's happened to a couple partners, but one in particular. Yeah. 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 And it's, and I was like, Oh my God, like, I'm sorry. Like what's wrong with me. But then you know, to your point, and just now, it's like actually that was just it's a, so healthy, yeah, so beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah. And you can learn how to do um, specific practices, especially in terms of working with the energy body and the elements, to also um, layer those on top so mm-hmm. that you can start to dissolve whatever is happening, not just in the genitals, mm-hmm. it can be any area of your life too. So, okay. yeah, there's some really powerful medicine there to be had. <laughs> Well, first of all, I know you're in a relationship and <laughs> this woman's partner is the luckiest person <laughs> on the planet. All of the land. Right? I'm sure your sex is fuego, but I do know because we were chatting, um, we had coffee a few weeks ago that uh, you're currently in a long distance situation and it's relatively new, or at mm-hmm. least it was when we recorded this episode. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, um, how you manage that, navigate that. And, you know, do you do like kinky things on the phone and- you know, just tell me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely been a new thing to navigate. And um, there's definitely some more vulnerable parts of me that I've been exploring too, when it comes to like really being seen. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I, I've come to the point where I don't really have a problem with voicing what I'm desiring in the heat mm-hmm. of the moment. Sure. Um, but it's another thing to like have your phone on, like angled <laughs> right at your vagina, <laughs> yeah. right? And to like really engage in phone sex and have it be vocal and yeah. um, engaging, right? There's a lot more, um, yeah, talking involved, I guess, mm-hmm. to really keep it engaging and um, for it to also be comfortable in your body yeah. uh, because it's a whole new like thing. It's a whole new angle. You got to get yeah. it right. Yeah. You know, you're worried like, what does this look right? like? The lighting <laughs> to be on point. Right? Like, you know? Yeah. So once you, um, once I peel back those layers, <laughs> it's like it, it became really, really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So um, we've had the privilege of doing that once or twice. Um but yeah, it's just like little things too, like calling each other through the day on, um, you know, like a video chat mm-hmm. and just like saying, I was thinking about you. I love you yeah. and, and things like that, you know, and um, sending each other a little like things back and forth through the yeah. day. It doesn't here always and have there. to be sexual. Right. It doesn't yeah. always have to be sexual. Just keeping that connection alive and yeah. keeping mm-hmm. it engaging and not doing too much of it. Cause if it's too much, uh, it's kind yeah. of like a little like overbearing yeah. or maybe you start to form a little anxiety in your yeah. long distance relationship but yeah. um it it I 
you know, there's a part of me that really enjoys also having um, a lot of time to myself to, to be focused. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm drawn, drawn into our conversation, I'm really, really there. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't take advantage of each other. A lot of times what happens, I think in relationships, when you're with the same partner for many years at a time and you see each other all the time, right. Every day, what happens is sometimes we, um, take advantage of like the relationship, right? Yeah. Where we're not appreciating each other as much. We're not making an effort to make it exciting. You don't yeah, miss um, each other. Right. Which so, is exciting in itself. So yeah. True. It does create a dynamic where um, like a magnetization for mm -hmm. one another when there's a little bit of space in it. Yeah. You can, you can form that magnetic draw with your partner, even if you do live together. So find creative ways to also, again, take charge of your own pleasure, mm -hmm. um, of your own needs and desires. And um, your partner will be really drawn to that too. Yeah, I love it. Such good advice. It's amazing. And so I guess, I mean, that was like the perfect <laughs> little bow to wrap up this episode, but we want to do like your full social shout out so that everybody knows where they can find you, yes. what you offer. If you have like an online schedule yes. or something like that, that um, people can, you know, find you for all your wonderful services. Right? <laughs> oh so, services. Um, so I guess we'll, like before we will let you close, but so uh, our social media, you guys, is uh, <laughs> Rise with Dina and Becca. I'm Becca Pace. I'm Dina Ivis on the gram. And, and Ava, you are... Ava.ashe. So it's A-V-A.A-S-H-E. And you can also find me um, with my website, www.flamewithintantra.com. Um, I am recalibrating with a new six-month program called uh, the Pleasure Codes Mentorship Program. And I also have a six-month program for um, couples as well called the lucrative lovers mentorship so that you can find the information on there but the best way to contact me is on instagram if you have any questions great and these programs are virtual right so you don't have to be in south florida yeah okay that's anywhere awesome. in the world amazing so amazing <laughs> well i feel enlightened and now i want to close my bedroom door and leave you guys out here. Just I know I'm, I'm nervous to get up off this couch. I don't know what I left behind. <laughs> but we're so excited. I mean, this is, this has been so informative. Oh and my we're gosh. Just so well spoken. You clearly are a master at what you do, right? Yeah. And it's, um, it's our pleasure to have you on as a guest here at Rise with Dina Beckett. So thank you so much, Ava. Thank you. Thank pleasure. you. Pleasure. It is our pleasure. It, the ple pleasure is the all pleasure over the town. Ours. <laughs> and pleasure we trust. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Till next time, guys. <laughs> Bye.